Hey guys, it's Edgar Salinas here. Guys, we got a good episode today. We're going to go ahead and talk about the Lost World Jurassic Park. So we're going to go ahead and keep doing these episodes, guys, until we reach the last movie of the Jurassic you know, franchise. So I just want to say thank you guys for joining me on this podcast. Thank you all so much for the support, guys. Again, you guys are the only reason I am pushing through and providing these episodes every Friday. Guys, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Again, if you guys can leave a like, you know, subscribe or comment down below. Again, we're just going to keep growing and growing. And it's all because of you guys. Thank you so much for making some time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. Let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Enjoy, guys. Hello, and welcome to Let's Have a Chat Podcast with your host, Edgar Salinas. Guys, we made it. Episode 5. And none of this would be possible without you guys. So thank you so much for supporting this channel, guys. Again, anything you do to help this channel grow is truly appreciated. Whether you're listening to this episode or watching this episode on YouTube, just know that I truly appreciate you. Make sure to drop a like, subscribe, turn on the notifications bell because we do drop episodes every Friday. And make sure to leave a comment down below, guys. Just know that I appreciate you. Now, on this episode, we're going to go ahead and talk about The Lost World Jurassic Park, which came out in 1997, four years after the events that happened in Jurassic Park. Now, to be honest with you guys, the first time I saw this movie, I wasn't really a big fan, whether it was the acting, the effects, or even the storyline. I just something about it that I didn't really like. It was my least favorite out of the Jurassic Park movies, and maybe I'm the only one, but you know, I'm just giving my opinion. Now, I recently saw the movie once again, and I was able to appreciate the acting. You know, Jeff Goldblum did a great job as the lead actor in the movie. Again, he does a great job. That charismatic, you know, being funny throughout the movie. And it's just something that I really appreciated. Vince Vaughn is also in the movie. And he's also one of my favorite actors. So it was really nice seeing him in that role. Now, maybe it was because I wasn't familiar with the whole Jurassic Park, you know, storyline. So maybe afterwards I saw, you know, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park 3, you know, The Lost World, you know, the more recent movies. So I decided to come back and watch the Lost World once again, and I, honestly, guys, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this movie. So it used to be in the bottom of the list, but you know, it might be able to go up on that rank, you know, just because I was able to take some time and truly appreciate the movie now. So I'm just gonna go ahead and walk you through, guys, to the movie. I'm not gonna go too into details, you know, just some, you know, parts that I I thought were really important throughout the whole movie. And again, hopefully, you guys enjoy it. So we're gonna go ahead and begin. So John Hammond has to step down as CEO of the engine company, guys, because of the lawsuit that happened because of the events from the first movie in Jurassic Park. Now, his nephew decides to take over Peter Ludlow and Dr. Malcolm decides to, you know, visit John Hammond because he invited him because Dr. Malcolm's reputation has now been, you know, destroyed because he signed NDA agreement. Because for the events that happened in Jurassic Park. So Dr. Ha uh, John Hammond decides to call him and help him out because of the tornado that happened in, I believe it in, <laughs> I 
the events that happened in East Nublar guy, there was a hurricane. So they decided to move the dinosaurs to a second island, which is called Isla Sorna. So they decided to move the animals there. So John Hammond wants to send a couple of paleontologists so they can record and document the events that are happening so people can see and provide that public support to leave these animals in that island to make sure they wander, do what they have to do in order to live in that captivity. So Dr. Malcolm's girlfriend ends up going to the island, which is Dr. Sarah Harding, and he decides to go save her because, you know, Dr. Malcolm has been in that situation before. He knows what he's this, whatever happens to the island, the dinosaurs. And again, keep in mind that he has experienced these events before, guys. You know, compared to somebody that is going to the island seeing dinosaurs for the first time, they might be so overwhelmed with what's happening. But Dr. Malcolm knows that, you know, there's a con to that. Even though they are beautiful dinosaurs, you know, they're getting, they're being brought back to life. Again, he just he just knows that hey, look, there's something on the island. You gotta be careful with whether it's the Velociraptors, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Again, just something to be careful for. Now, throughout the movie, we do learn about one of his daughters, Kelly Curtis, who ends up visiting him while they're getting ready to go to the island to save Dr. Sarah Harding or visit the other dinosaurs in the island. So, for whatever reason, the daughter Kelly Curtis decides getting on that trailer. And go into the island with them. So that's kind of like the storyline, you know, where the father has to save his girlfriend, but now he has a daughter to take care of. Take care of so now he has to keep an eye on both of them. So that's kind of what the, the story ends up being now, you know, a father trying to save his girlfriend and the daughter. Now, so throughout the movie, we do see these hunters trying to capture these dinosaurs in order to set, to take them to San Diego, where they are going to have a Jurassic Park Stadium there. So that's something that they're trying to do to capture all these dinosaurs. I think that they were trying to recreate what they were trying to do in Jurassic Park, but not trying to take it to the mainstream area, now San Diego. Again, very heavily populated, so I think that's why they decided to do it there, have that stadium in there. So again, these uh, the CEO, IGN, Peter Lodo, was trying to create that stadium, you know, get that revenue, trying to have some investors. Hey, look, this is what we have going on. And, you know, say in a couple, we'll have this stadium ready to go in a couple, you know, less than a month, he was saying. So, very good job. Uh, we do have Vince Vaughn's character, Nick Van Olen, who is a documentarian, who is taking, you know, pictures, documenting everything for, you know, to make sure that documentation is ready to go, give to the public. Now, we ended up finding out that he is also part of the Earth Fist, a radical environment advocacy group who engage in sabotage to achieve their goals. So that's what we end up seeing, guys, whether he was trying to release these animals that were captured by the engine hunters. Again, they were capturing all these dinosaurs to bring them back to San Diego. And Vince Voss character, along with Dr. Sarah Harding, which was Dr. Malcolm's girlfriend, you know, they decide to release these dinosaurs once they have the capcom where they have all these dinosaurs captured in the capcom, they have them in these giant cages and decide to, you know, release the the dinosaurs. Now, the only thing about that scene, I just wish the cages were a lot more secured. All they had to do were, like, just pick up the, the pick and then the cage was open. Uh, for whatever reason, I think it was the, the Triceratops. It did have a lock on it. I, I wonder why that's the only one that had a lock on it. So, you know... 
they were, were on that scene already. So again, they Doctor Malcolm arrived at the island. You know, they were wandering. The first scene they end up watching, uh, the first dinosaurs they end up seeing on that island is just the the. Uh, yes, the Stegosaurus. The Stegosaurus. Sorry, I was uh, for whatever reason I was thinking about Power Rangers. So the Stegosaurus, and they're looking, they're taking pictures, and you know they're yelling for Doctor Sarah. They can't find her, but you know they end up running into her. So that was one a uh, pretty good scene. Uh, right away you can see the CGI was kind of it was all right but again hey guys uh i think when it comes to these dinosaur movies we just have to truly appreciate that even though they are not real you know they're bringing them to life in these movies so that's just something that so that's that's what i started to appreciate even though the cgi wasn't that good uh, i just started to really appreciate what steven spielberg was doing so we left from a scene where they decided to release the dinosaurs from the cages and man it just became this whole action scene of the dinosaurs running over the cars you know just this huge huge event is happening so that was a really good scene um i did i do, do really enjoyed it because it was nighttime so you know you see the fire you see everything happening so that was a really good twist that i really enjoyed um i know dr sarah and vince font's character which is nick van owen they decide to release the baby t-rex so in the, in the island, there is a male T-Rex, a female T-Rex, and then the baby T-Rex. And the hunter, who is played by... Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can... See the name of the hunter here. Roland Tembo. So, uh, I, again, I, re- I really like that character, the big game hunter. Big game hunter. Roland Tembo. So his... Yes, he was helping with the, with they were capturing the dinosaurs. But his main goal throughout the movie was to hunt down the male T Rex. So again, that, that was a really good little storyline there that he wanted to, you know, take down the T Rex as um. And I really like this one quote that he mentioned. He said, and I forgot the name of the the climber. He climbed Mount Everest, you know, without an oxygen tank. And that when he came back down, you know, he was almost dying. And people say, was, you know, you did all that to die, you know, to end up dying or, you know, be be, be in this um, shape and form. He's like, no, I went up there to live. So that was a really good um, little storyline, little quote that he ended up saying. Um, So after that, uh, so the big game hunter ends up Roland Tembo. He decides to use a baby T-Rex and to lure the male T-Rex. You know, that was his main dream. Okay. So that was his main dream to hunt down that T-Rex. So they wanted to lure the T-Rex by using the baby T-Rex. You know, so I think that was really cool. So they were up in that tree, you know, making sure, uh, keeping an eye on the baby T-Rex as it was calling out for, you know, for his parents. Okay. So that whole situation happens and, you know, because they ended up releasing all the dinosaurs, this whole commotion ends up happening. So what they end up doing, uh, Nick and Sarah decide to get the baby T-Rex and they noticed that it, one of its legs was injured. So they decided to take it to the, to the, one of the trailers that they had on the island, you know, to help the little the baby T-Rex, you know, to put a little bandage on the leg and, you know, help it. So this was a really good scene in the trailer. So what they ended up deciding. So they end up going to that, uh, that trailer, but 
you know, it's a really good uh, suspense throughout that throughout that scene because you see the the T Rexes on the side of the windows, and again, you know, they did the iconic, you know, looking at inside the window and they like the pupil shrinks. So I think that was a real callback to the first movie. So this is one of my favorite scenes throughout the whole movie. It's raining, and there's just something about Jurassic Park movies that when it rains, you know, it just you know a, a great scene is coming by. So they're in that they're in that giant trailer, you know, taking care of the baby T Rex. So they're doing that, and then Doctor Malcolm's daughter ends up being afraid. So he she was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Uh, I think because she was really overwhelmed because of the noise the baby T Rex was saying. So she's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. So they ended up moving back, uh, taking uh, Doctor Malcolm and his daughter end up going with Eddie. Who ha who has hooked up this uh this cage to the Mercedes Benz on the tree and it's making like um like kind of like a pulley system to move the cage up in the up in the uh above the tree tree level so you know I think that was really cool so she wanted to be safe there so she they ended up going they end up going over there while you have Dr Sarah and Nick inside the trailer trying to wrap up the leg of the baby t-rex that i believe was injured i don't they, i don't remember if they say how it was injured in the movie but you know that there's they have split up now so you know in every movie when you when you split up you know something bad's gonna happen so that ends up happening they're fixing the leg and so because of the noise the baby t-rex was uh making and i think the scent of the blood as well you know you have the two male and female t-rex you know trying to find their the baby t-rex and they, they did a really nice shot where the, the all three of them that are which is uh eddie dr malcolm and his daughter kelly are on top of the tree and they're they're looking they're not talking on the cage on the tree level. They're looking at the trees and you kind of see like this movement, which is really nice. I think they did it twice throughout the movie. And we'll talk about the second one in a little while. So they're looking at the trees and you see this movement and you hear like the, the, the footsteps as well. So I think that was really nice. So Dr. Malcolm was like, Eddie, you know, is there a phone up here? You know, to call the trailer in which Nick and Dr. Sarah are at. So, you know, to tell him, hey, you know, be careful. So they get the phone and it's ringing, it's ringing, it's ringing. Uh, this is a really good scene as well. Uh, so Nick, you know, Vince Vaughn's character, here's the phone and he's about to go answer it. But Dr. Sarah was like, hey, you got to help me. So it was a really good, like, oh, you should have answered the phone. But, you know, because he needed to help Dr. Sarah with the baby T-Rex, he didn't answer the phone. So that was a really good uh, scene that I really enjoyed. I noticed that the second time, um, the second time that I saw this movie, I was more invested, more invested. Like, you know, you, you, you felt like, oh, who's going to get attacked or, hey, oh, he didn't answer the phone. They're going to get attacked or, you know, the, the Velociraptor. So, again, I was a lot more invested in this movie. So I think it's maybe because the second time I watched it or maybe because I've seen the other movies. So that that's where we're at right now. And um, so the, the T-Rexes are going to the trailer without Dr. Sarah and Nick knowing. And so the T-Rex is coming by and they're still on the trailer. So Dr. Malcolm decides to get down from the, the cage that was on the tree level because he was with his daughter and Eddie. He decides to get down from there and go to the trailer and tell them, hey, you know, they, they're coming. The dinosaurs are on their way. So we got to, you know, got to get rid of the, the baby T-Rex. And I get there all inside the trailer and everybody, you know, just freezes 
because they hear the footsteps and you see the male and the female T-Rex on the side of the trailer. And again, that was a really good scene. And they, Dr. Sir ends up getting the baby T-Rex and, you know, putting him, uh, putting the baby T-Rex outside of the trailer and they just close the door and, you know, everything's quiet. And then the, the T-Rex just start attacking, um, the trail the uh the trailer and again they, for whatever reason it was parked next to you know uh, edge of a cliff um i don't know if it was a callback to jurassic park with the jeep scene but oh, i think that was a really good scene um and again all this stuff happens is again a great scene again one of my favorite scenes out of this movie um that i really enjoyed and uh i'm not gonna go into detail but it ends up falling and they get saved and like it was a pretty good scene i, I really uh love this scene um so that ends up happening, and then <laughs> that one. <laughs> so real good scene, and, and after this one, um, they they get saved by the uh, by Roland Temple and his his uh, his team, and they decide to you know rest up for a little bit. Um, the real, real good scene uh, throughout where Dr. Sarah had like blood because of the baby T-Rex and I thought she was hurt. Uh, but you know, uh, they said, Hey, like, are you hurt? He's like, no, it's just the baby T-Rex blood. You know, it just hasn't, uh, dried up because of the humidity in the jungle. So that was good. So they're in the campground and for whatever reason, Dr. Sarah puts that, uh, the jacket or the shirt that has the baby T-Rex blood inside her, inside the tent with Dr. Malcolm's daughter right there. She puts it inside the tent for whatever reason, and uh, the male T-Rex ends up smelling the the shirt, uh, which ends up, you know, going to the campground, and they did that iconic, like, uh, the steps of the T-Rex, and, like, there was a puddle there, and, like, you can see, like, the, the, the steps going. Uh, so that was, a, that was a good scene, uh, kind of a foolish mistake, but I guess when you are you're tired of walking you know you just uh you forget about those things and you know the the, the t-rex ends up you know ca causing a havoc on this campground and you know starts eating the some of the hunters stepping on that was a really good scene um because of that so they're, they're running and you know they have to run because of the the shirt that was there because it had the blood of the baby t-rex and you know they're running they're running and then they decide to uh, this is long grass scene. You know, this is another good scene. So there's this long grass, and the hunters end up running towards the long grass. And there was a good scene where let's see, right? So they tell them don't go into long grass. Um, they weren't aware of the Velociraptors. Um, that was a really good scene because you see there's a, there's this giant trail of where everybody's running to. Or running uh, into and on the side you see like six figures moving on the tall grass so I think that was a really good scene uh, from Steven Spielberg that gives you that like oh, oh like we know because we know we know what's happening but like the characters in the movie don't know what's happening so again that was a good uh, scene that I got really invested in so that was a good scene so they start getting attacked one by one and you know they're pack hunters of velociraptors they're fast they're quick and you know they end up you know, killing all these hunters. So that was a really good scene. One of my favorite scenes. Um, 
Okay, so they end up going to the operations building and they're just trying to call for help from the the helicopters. So that's another good scene, uh, scene that you get invested in because they start getting attacked by the Velociraptors in the operations building, but they were able to survive and, you know, get on the helicopters. So in this one, we do have... <laughs> Roland Temple, who ends up shooting the T-Rex, the Mel T-Rex. Um, so he ends up using a tranquilizer gun on the Mel T-Rex. So that's the one they end up taking us the San Diego, as well as with the Babe T-Rex. Um, so the female T-Rex was running, was attacking the hunters, which led to the tall grass, while the big game hunter, Roland Temple, ended up shooting the Mel T-Rex with a tranquilizer gun. So that's the one they ended up taking to San Diego and the ship. So engine, uh, so they left the island already. Now they're going to San Diego. And this was a really good thing as well because it kind of gives us a little sense of reality of what might happen if the dinosaurs were to go to a city, you know, where all you have, where it's heavily populated with all these human beings. Um, so and they're going there. Um, so the ship, this is another scene that I was kind of confused on. Um, so the ship that had the T-Rex, it was going at a very incredible speed, and it crashes on the dock. Um, the only thing, the so the the crew were killed, guys, but I don't, I'm trying to figure out how they were killed. Because um, the one that was uh, in the front of the boat, he got killed. Um, I don't know how if the if the T Rex was behind the boat in the cargo, so I, I was kind of confused on that. So maybe it got. I know they said that they it uh, it received two tranquilizer bullets, so they ended up giving it something else to wake up, and it was like it had a lot of energy. It, it was kind of like a bullet train. They were saying, and I'm so I was, I was trying to figure out how the T Rex was able to. You know, kill everybody in the cargo ship, which ended up crashing, crashing in the dock. So that was that was another one that I was kind kind of like confused about. Again, if you know how they were all killed, again, just let me know in the comments down below. But that was another one that I was kind of confused on. And so after that, the Atlanter, the the T the Mel T Rex ends up escaping the cargo ship. And it just starts um, creating havoc. And I like the the part where Dr. Sarah is saying that it's dehydrated. So it's going to find a source of water. And after that, it's going to find food. Um, so I think that was a really good part of telling the audience, like, this is why it's going crazy in the city. Um, so, again, you do, you, do see, you, do, you do see a lot of scenes of the T-Rex interacting. Not interacting, but, like, attacking the human beings in, throughout the city. So I really thought that was a real good touch by Steven Spielberg. Um, so after that, you know, Dr. Malcolm and Dr. Sarah end up using the baby T-Rex once again in, in a way to lure the male T-Rex out of the city and put it back in the cargo ship. Um, so, you know, the bad guy ends up getting his comeuppance, which was towards the end where he wants to get the baby T-Rex, you know, to put in his Jurassic Park stadium. Uh, so I, I really like the way the the movie ended. You know, the bad guys come up ins come up ins. The baby T Rex was able to reunite with his family. Um, and again, 
this whole movie, guys. Again, if you still think it's a really bad movie, uh, rewatch it one more time. And I feel like once you you appreciate not only the acting, but the storyline and just the, the movie in general, I think you're really gonna appreciate it. Uh, because like I said, at first, the first time I saw it, I was like, "What is this?" But now I kind of there was just a lot of storylines within the movie. Whether you were a fan of the Big Game Hunter, Doctor Malcolm, you know his daughter, Doctor Sarah. Uh, again, I feel you get a really sense of appreciation once you rewatch it and you kind of admire Steven Spielberg's work. So let's go ahead and jump into its rating, guys. So I'm going to go ahead and look at I'm on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So The Lost World, Jurassic Park received a 53% on the tomato meter and a 51% on the audience score. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and read some of the comments down below, guys. So we have we have one that says by Adam Naiman, the ringer. While it pales in comparison to the original, there's plenty to appreciate when viewed through a different lens. So I, I kind of agree with that review. I mean, I kind of like had to see it in a different way the second time around. Um, let's go ahead and look at Gene Siskel, Chicago Tribune. I was disappointed as much as I was thrilled because The Lost World lacks a staple of Steven Spielberg's adventure film. Exciting characters so mm, i, I kind of agree on that one uh next up we have chris stuckman chris stuckman.com a remarkably underrated film that's actually improved with age I, I agree the fx are still dazzling the filmmaking is top notch and please put jeff goldblum in everything i would have to agree with that um i i would agree 100 uh chris very good with that one um let's see again pretty pretty good um uh, Pretty good reviews again. So just rewatch it, guys. Again, um, yeah, I, I know you guys are gonna love it. Um, so that was the review for the Lost World Jurassic Park. Again, just give it a chance, guys. Give it a chance, and I know you're really gonna appreciate, you know, what the movie was trying to say. And, and again, at first I was like, why is this happening? Why are we getting this daughter involved? But now that I kind of know the story behind Jurassic Park and, you know, John Hammond's idea, his vision, what he's trying to do, I think John Hammond was trying to fix his wrongs that he that caused Jurassic Park, you know, that first movie, you know, all these deaths, and he was just trying to help out the dinosaurs and provide them with this freedom, like, hey, look, this island belongs to the dinosaurs and, and proving to the public, like, hey, look, you know, we're just going to leave, leave them alone. Leave them alone. Let them grow. Let them learn. Let them do what they have to do. Um, so I think that was a real good, you know, sequel. Um, so now I have, a, now I know the purpose of this movie. And now I know what's happening. Um, so I think this is one of the good sequels. Because go, and we'll talk about Jurassic Park 3 in the next week's episode. But I, I really like how this one kind of followed what Jurassic Park did, and I, I'm glad they were able to bring some uh, the characters from the first movie introduces some new characters and uh, yeah again really good movie and um, let me know what you guys think down below about this movie in the comments below guys whether you liked it tell me why if you did not like it tell me why tell me why uh, no I don't want to get copyright but tell me down in the comments guys please so in this movie I think we got a sense of the acting of Jeff Goldblum, you know, how great of an actor he is, because in my opinion, in the first Jurassic Park movie, I feel his character is more nonchalant, and in this movie, he had to take that main role, that superhero role of a father, you know, a boyfriend, and really step up, and I'm glad he was able to get more screen time in this one, 
Um, even though Jurassic Park, you know, he, he did have some famous catchphrases there, you know, by actually down shirtless in that first movie. Um, again, really good scenes in the first movie. But again, he I think he really did justice to his character in this movie. The, the Lost World Jurassic Park. Again, I don't know if you guys agree. Let me down in the let me know in the comments down below what you think. But I think it it, it just did justice for his character. And you know, after this movie, um, you kind of you kind of miss him in the other movies. Yes, we had Sam Neill come back for Jurassic Park three, and Ellie came back as well. But I, I wish they could have included him in that movie as well. Um, I know he he does come back in the Jurassic World. Uh, and you know the second one as well um, but I I'm happy he was able to show the audience and fans of Jurassic Park what he is able to do as an actor in this movie uh, again he you see some comedy in there you know some seriousness you know whether it's a father figure or being you know a boyfriend to Dr. Sarah's character so I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad he was able to show us he what he is able to do uh, but again, real good movie, guys. Um, I feel this uh, movie made justice to the first movie. And I'm glad we, we were able to see what Jeff Goldblum is all about. And yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm just going to take back what I said on the last week's episode uh, with Mr. Jacob Walker. We ended up talking about Jurassic Park. And we kind of talked about The Lost World not being our favorite movie. Uh, but now that I was able to watch it, I actually watched it today. Um, I might have to take back my comments and I might have to move up the lost world. And, uh, well, we might have, we might, we're going to definitely do a tier list, uh, of these movies. Uh, you guys may not agree with the tier list, but I think now that we're re rewatching these movies, I think it'd be real nice to create a, a tier list with Mr. Walker. If he's available, available for the, the episode, if not, I'll be more than happy to create that tier list for you guys. So yeah, uh, really good episode. Uh, but that's going to be it, guys, for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, again, today we talked about the Lost World Jurassic Park and how it's be, it's kind of growing, me, growing on me, guys. It's growing on me and becoming one of my favorite Jurassic Park movies. And again, uh, you know, I kind of did all right and, you know, kind of uh, tell you guys what's happening in the movie. But, you know, I tried my best. I'm glad I was able to bring the Rotten uh, Percent score from the Rotten Tomatoes website. I'm glad I was able to bring out that on the episode. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, guys. Uh, I truly appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thank you so much for the time. Um, and just, just bringing that fan base, bringing that fans, bringing that culture. And, you know, just kind of bringing some light for the Jurassic Park fan base. I know we usually talk about Marvel and DC and these other movies, you know, trilogies and fan bases, but uh, hopefully we, we, we can uh, we can now shine on how truly great these movies are. Um, and like always, guys, thank you. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for making time out of your busy day to join me on this podcast. I truly appreciate each and every one of you guys, and I hope you have a beautiful day. So you guys already know, before we finish every episode, I'd like to give you guys a little quote. You know, just to make your day and just, you know, help you guys push through, push through to accomplish that goal or, you know, just help you through whatever you're going through right now. So today's quote is by Albert Hubert. There is no failure except in no longer trying. Um, so, again, I know sometimes life gets rough, guys. I know sometimes we're tired. Sometimes we don't want to do work on that side business or work on that side hustle. That's going to make us a better person or a better individual, whether 
you know, whatever you got working on, just never give up, guys. You know, like John Cena says, never give up. Um, and I just feel as long as you guys push through and keep trying your absolute best, I know you're able to accomplish that goal, that dream, whatever you had going on, guys, whatever you have going on in your life, just never give up, guys. And, you know, I'm here for you guys, your families, your friends are here. Uh, but just again, believe in yourself, guys, never give up and always push through, guys. I'll see you guys in the next episode.